Well, good morning. It's Mel Tempest from the Jim Owns Business Podcast. And today I'm speaking to James Short. Since 2010, James has helped numerous business owners create a business that shines. He's the founder of Goals Tribe and also the founder at Goals Group. Good morning, James. Good morning, Mel. Great to be on. Thank you for for having me. You're very welcome. I'm very excited about today's podcast because we had a little bit of a chat last week and I found out that we had something in common, which is the real estate industry. So it's always always great to speak to somebody that has that uh, background. And what I thought we would do is kick it off straight away because we're on a coffee podcast today. So I'm really, really keen to find out what does it take to be a leader in this world of business at the moment? Because it's tough. It's tough. Listen, Mel, you, you hit the nail on the head. It is super tough. It's not just tough. It's super tough out there. And and gone are the days where businesses are run by fear. You know, we have the different generations coming through and they want different things. There, there's, there's different ways on how to lead and inspire and motivate teams. And where the whole transition has gone is gone from a fear-based to a vision-based type of leadership. And really the whole what we call emotional intelligence style of leadership has really emerged. And and I look up to the people of, you know, your Tony Robbins on leadership, the Simon Sinek of, of leadership, where they've really gone in depth and they've deep dive down into what is really leadership. And and I've just taken that my own principles and go, okay, for me, what is leadership in in this stone age and for me leadership is com- uh, compromises of two things it's vision plus communication and what i mean by that is vision of the business leader needs to have an understanding of where they're going where they're going personally and where they're taking the business so they need to really be clear and have a, a, a crystal clear uh, vision of what that looks like and that's just not over 12 months but that's you know two three five even even 10 years and then there's the communication element. And this communication is broken up into two main areas. One is the internal communication. So as a leader, what are the things that we say to ourselves? You know that you know that lovely little voice that we have inside of our head? How do we control that? What are our own beliefs and behaviors of our of our leadership style as us as a business owner or us as a person? And then the other communication element is the external communication. So how do we clearly articulate the vision how do we enroll how do we engage people what's important to our team members you know because what's important to us may not be the same as what's important to our team members so it's really important to have that communication intact with your team um, with your customers with your suppliers so you can really get that vision across so everyone knows where they're going why they're going it and how we're going to do it so, James, as a club owner and somebody that um, has looked after sales teams in the past, you're absolutely right when you say our vision can, can be completely different to what our team sees. So how do we get our team on the same path as us? Well, the first essence with that is obviously in the first stage is finding the right people that share the right values. Now, if you've got uh, obviously your vision and mission is really important, but the values are based on how you're going to make decisions moving forward. And more importantly, how aligned is your team to your values? So when we go through and helping businesses in that whole recruitment process, we actually find out, we elicitate 
what are the values to these new potential employees and what's the values based on your current employees? And by looking at that and by understanding what's important and the question is, well, how do you find out someone's value? Well, you ask them, what is important to you in relation to your career? What is important to you in relation to your health? What is important in relation to X? And by asking that continuously, you'll start to get out their their values. And it's not just, well, you know, career pathways is important. Okay, great. But you have a one understanding and meaning of what that means. And I have another understanding. So what we do is that when we understand the values, then we go, okay, next step, well, what does that mean? So if career pathway is important to a team member, well, what does that actually mean? And then why is that important? Because then we can have actually that value defined and the reasoning why that's important. And then when we have that, we can go, okay, career pathway is really important for Jane, for example. Okay, great. So when we're sitting down with Jane and we're looking through their goals, we go, Jane, for you to take the next step in your career, we need to have you at this level and doing that and and generating this type of income. Now, we know we have our vision for our, our own business and we, we know Jane can help us achieve that vision. But at the same time, you're helping her with her career pathways. And that's where it comes into twine. That where it becomes on the same page. So, James, for you, what is the difference between vision and value? A vision and value, the difference between those two is the vision is where are we going? Where is that one-year vision? Where is that one-year picture? Where is that three-year picture? Where is that? What does that clearly look like? Who do you want to surround yourself with? Where are, you know, if it's the club world, how many clubs do you have? How many people are on your team? What what type of customers and clients are you attracting? The values are the based on on what's the essence? What's the, how do we do things around here? Do we come from a space of integrity? Do we come from a space of providing value? Well, what does that mean? Do we do we come from a space of upfront and 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 open and honest? And I'll share a little story. Back in the day when I had our in our clubs, in um, what we did is that we had what's called a code of honor, and every new member went through this process. And a code of honor was our ex- rules and expectations, and it was a list of rules and expectations as an as a business what we would provide for you, right? We will give you upfront and open and honest feedback on how you're progressing. We will provide you with a monthly review. We will do this. We will do that. We will provide you with that, right? But on the flip side, it's what is your commitment to us? So your client X, what's your commitment to us as a club that you will book in your sessions, that you will turn up on time? And so what happens is that there's two front. When they go, oh, I haven't got any, you know, I'm not getting my results and blah, 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 blah. You just go, hey, listen, let's have a look at the values. Let's have a look at the code. Let's have a look at what you signed up for. Where are you not taking responsibility? Where are you? And that's a really, when you can start to have those questions and those conversations with your clients, pure, I'll tell you what, it, it can be challenging, but pure magic comes from it. It is so empowering both on as an owner or a salesperson or as a trainer, but on the flip side, as a client, it's like, you know what, I'm here for you, but you gotta you gotta step up. And so what that it, it really builds that client client business relationship and you start to really practice what you preach. And that's where coming back tying back into the values, it's about practicing what you preach and what you want to stand for. It's like this is what we stand for, this is what we believe in, and we're gonna walk the talk. Yeah, you know, James, I see a lot of fantastic trainers out there who do walk the talk, but I also see a lot of business owners and and trainers out there that do a lot of talking but a whole lot of 
Neil walking. And um, it's, it's a shame that there are those people out there. And I don't think that their intention is to be deliberately like that. I just think that they don't know how to put the vision and the value together and they confuse the two as separate entities. So what does it take to build and lead a high performance team? Like in 2018, it's completely different to 15 years or 20 years ago. It's it's We've got different trainers coming through. We've got different salespeople coming through. So what does it take? Yeah, totally. And I'll step back. What, what usually happens is that in a business, uh, someone has a great idea, I'm going to start a business, and, and they get to a point, oh, my goodness, now I need to build a team. How do I do it? And what usually happens is that when we build a team, the main reason that we build a team is that we want to obviously grow the business and and obviously be profitable. But we also want to do is that we want to live that purpose is that there's only so much as a business owner that we can do. And we have a purpose and the reason why we want to come into business. And by building a team, what it also does, it provides that peace of mind of, you know what, I'm not doing it all myself. I'm, I haven't just bought myself a job. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to run around being a mad person and juggling too many hats. So there's three key components of a building and leading a high performance team. And the first component is building. And in the building phase, what we want to do is there's three key component components of that building phase. And that's the recruitment process. That's the onboarding process. And that's the cultural fit process. And then the next stage is we want to train these 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 people as they come through. But what we want to do, we want to have the vision, mission, and values buy-in process. We want to be really clear on their KPIs and expectations. And we want to provide them with the right tools and right resources so they're they're set up to be superstars. Now, I actually listened to Simon Sinek the other day and they said, you know, your team really needs to be your family because, you know, you, as a business owner, you've got these new what we call kids coming through. And if you think about your own kids, how, you know, yes, there is some tough love that you need to give them, but you will actually support, you'll guide them, you'll provide the right resources that you need to do in order for them to succeed. Will they fall down? Yes, they will fall down, but you want to get them back up again. And then the third aspect is leverage and this is where we start to scale and we start to really duplicate what we're doing and that what I mean by that is that we we start to manage them effectively we start to have retaining uh, programs in place so we can retain these high performance people and then we want to start to then duplicate this whole process once again and so what happens is that when we build and we train we actually start to have as business owners more time when we actually train and leverage we start to build scale and then we have build and leverage we start to to grow the business considerably. And all in all, what this means for, for the business owner is that we're having more profit, more purpose, and more peace of mind. All right. So we, we go in there with this passion and this vision of what we want to create. Why do you think people just don't achieve? Is it that they're overpassionate? What is it? So what happens is goal achievement isn't hard. What, what the definition of goal achievement is this. It's consistent positive activity compounding over time where it's hard is we get ourselves in the road we come up with our own excuses and this and that and this and that whatever it is but when we think about it most people over my years of, of helping people set set and exceed their goals is what happens is that, that they usually have a good idea of oh what they want to create in maybe one or three years but what happens is that when we start to reverse engineer it that's when the mud the water gets a little bit muddy and so what we do in a part of our programs is that okay great there's the 12 months goals now let's reverse engineer it 
to quarters and let's engineer reverse engineer that quarter into weeks. So now you've got a, a list of daily, weekly activities that you need to hit um, each and every week to move you closer to your monthly goal, to move you closer to your quarterly goal, and to move you closer to your yearly goal. But what happens is that people get bored. People go, oh my goodness, you know, I want to run a marathon. Oh, that's great. Well, this is what you want to do. Oh, yeah, two months down the track. Oh, I'm bored with that. Oh, I'm bored with that. And the next element is people don't review enough. So people will set their goal for the year and they go, great, this is what I want to achieve in the end of the year. And they put that strategy plan in the bottom of the drawer and they come at the end of the year and go, oh, let's have a look at that again. But by reviewing your plan and reviewing your goals each and every, if it's week, fortnight or monthly, I suggest every week, you've got more check-in points to see if you're on track or what you need to do to get yourself back on track. And this is where most people fall down is that they don't review. Now, I'm going to give you quickly, I'm going to give you four key questions on how do we review to ensure that we stay on track. Four key questions when we review anything. First question is what has worked? What were some of the successes? What have we done well? The second question, what hasn't worked? What's been some of the challenges um, that's, that's, that's holding us back or we haven't achieved? The third question is, what are some of our key lessons? What are the key lessons that we've learned from this, this period? And the fourth question is, what do we need to be doing different? All right, moving forward. Now, the most important question is the third question. What are our lessons? Because what we want to do, we want to, we want to instill the positive positive lessons and do more of that, but also learn from the negative lessons of like, okay, where did we fall down? What do we need to change in that negative lessons to put into a positive lesson to help with our consistent moving forward? And so we can actually shift that from a negative lesson to a positive lesson. So what we need to be doing different in order to achieve our goals. So how does James Short review? So each really good question, Mel. each week what I do, I sit down and I go, okay, good. I go through the four key questions, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what my lessons, what do I need to be doing different? And I take it one step further. I say, what have been my key problems or challenges or issues that my clients have faced this week? Because there's usually a pattern. And then I go, I have a look in the mirror and I go, ooh, how is that reflecting in my life right now? Because majority of the time, my clients are my best students. My, my clients are my best teachers, right? And what's usually happening in their world is a direct reflection of what's happening in my world. And they go, okay, great. What do I need to do now for me personally and in my business to fix that? That's how I review each week. All right. So have you ever allowed anything to get in the role of you of achieving your goals? Have you ever had totally. to sit? Yes, you have. Thank God for that. Totally. <laughs> I'm human. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have a, I have a, uh, many different uh, voices in my head and it, it, it's constant. Like, for example, I'm, I'm training up for a big race at the moment and it's like, oh, no, come on, you can sleep in. Oh, no, come on, you can have an extra 10 minutes. No, get up, hurry up, get up. And so it's that little voice inside my head to have that constant battle. Um, it's the, you know what, I don't, need, I don't really need to, to call that, that potential lead today. I'll do it tomorrow. And how, okay, so then what do I do? Sometimes I go, you know what? I've had enough. I'm timing out and I'm going to do something that's going to fill me up. I'll come back to it, but I need to get me out of what I call a, a crappy state, right? So, crappy how important is time out? Extremely important. 
extremely important. I just got off the golf range this morning. I had a good 10 holes of golf with a, with a good friend of mine this morning. That in itself, like, you know what? This is a good time out. But what it does, it takes you out of the, what I call, t- out of the trenches. We spend, so, as business owners, we spend so much time in the trenches that we don't allow us to, to rise above and look where the goalposts are. By having time out, it really starts to allow you to reflect and take the bird's eye view of like, hey, am I on the right track? What's this? Is this working? Is this working? Like when you go away on holidays, you have a different different thought process than when you are into the grind. So how often do you structure your holidays? So these are the things. It's so important to have time out. Um, going for a walk down the beach or you know going for meditating in the forest, whatever it is for you, time out for me is extremely important. So. You know, discussing, we've discussed, you know, the high performance team. We've discussed about being a leader in the world at the moment, um, you know, not achieving, things getting in the row and time out. Now, these are obviously a lot of the subjects that you cover in in the goals tribe and goals group. Is that correct? Yeah, totally correct. Uh, we, we run a program that one of my, my, one of my values is connection. And what I love doing is bring together business owners to really – to really share and learn from one another, and because being in a business, uh, business it can be a lonely place. And when we can start to collaborate and share ideas and work for one another, it really makes it really makes it enjoyable, and it starts to relive your purpose. So that's what we do. We set the strategy for the twelve months, but every quarter we get together, we learn, we share, we grow, and we keep each other accountable to so people start to really achieve. What they've set out to achieve. So you've got like a goals round table happening. Exactly that right. That sounds amazing. Hey, I have to ask you, what is Finish Friday? <laughs> so we actually have two components. We have uh, Monday Magic Moments and we have Finish It Fridays. Now, uh, Mag- Monday Magic Moments are just highlights, tips, ideas that um, – also, hashtag Monday Magic Moments. Um, there are little insights, tips, and ideas of you know what it takes to to lead and grow your your, your teams, lead and grow your business, um, how to scale your own business, and how to leverage your own business. So there are tips and ideas. Finish it Friday is all about a wrap up from the week by sharing your lessons, by sharing your achievements. What happens is that once again, being in business can be a lonely place. But when we start to acknowledge one another and we start to, hey, this is what I did achieve, when you start to verbalize it, when you start to put it out there, it's that sense of achievement. It's a sense of, you know what? Yes, it's been busy, but hey, look what I have done. It's that stopping to smell the roses. It's the sense of gratitude. It's the sense of, you know what? We are on the right track. And this is where, you know, sending it out on, on Facebook of, hey, Let's share. Let's share some of the lessons and let's share some of your wins that you've had for the week and let's uh, help one another to, to achieve some greatness. I like the sound of that. I'd love to see more business owners take on you know, something similar to, to Finish Friday just for themselves or even join up with your Finish Friday. That would be amazing because you have helped so many uh, businesses here and I hear it all the time of one of our favorite friends, Steve Jensen. And yes. you and Steve um, are an amazing dynamo. It's almost like I don't want to use the word couple, but you do some amazing <laughs> stuff because I have I have been watching the both of you. And next week I'll be I'll be speaking to Steve, and I don't want to hijack your podcast and chat about Steve too much. But can you just tell us all a little bit about 
the Impact Sales Success Club because I'm really excited about this. Uh, Steve is, you know, I do have a man crush on Steve and uh, we, we, <laughs> he's a dear friend of mine. Um, he's a guru in my eyes of what he's like. Steve and his systems, we had Steve and Impact and National Sales Academy in our first club back in the day and that helped us considerably like within two months of, of bringing his systems and processing, our sales grew 30%. Like it was just crazy stuff, right? And so now, you know, obviously developed that relationship with Steve over the years. What he's developed is something phenomenal. So his Impact Sales Academy is, is, a, is a great platform to, to share, to really learn from the guru himself and just to be part of his community. The values and the value bombs, they're just Huge. So if you are in the sales game or if you're looking to grow your business, which every business owner should be part of, jump on and check out um, his Facebook group because it, it is phenomenal. He's, he's a great legend and Steve was the first person that ever came down and trained my own team back in 2003 in sales. And um, I'll never forget his trip to our town. We had to put him in the cheapest hotel with a shared bathroom. And um, I'm glad to say that his experience to our town now is most certainly not like that. And I believe that the foundation from his sales training training with our team is the reason why we don't have to put him in a shared bathroom. <laughs> any longer so that's incredible you know James I've really enjoyed speaking to you today and as I said earlier on I can see what you're doing across all your social media platforms and I do believe that you know a lot of club owners can jump over and have a look and use both yourself and Steve as a combination to success so where is the place to find you Monday to Friday yeah so just jump out um obviously on all the social platforms but if you just uh, search uh, Coach James Short, there's um, some great uh, tools and, and stuff there. Um, just search me on Facebook, James Short or Coach James Short and uh, let's have a conversation and happy to help in any way. It sounds great. And just before you go, what is your number one tip for club owners in 2018 for growth? Is to grow yourself. Thank you, James. The, yep. The more you grow yourself, the more you grow your team more you'll grow your clients and the more profitable and purpose-driven business you'll have. That's absolutely amazing and that's great advice. Again, thank you for joining us today on the Gym Owners Business Podcast and I'll be talking to you, I don't doubt, in the next couple of weeks when I hook into Steve Jensen's uh, Zoom because he's getting into his Zoom. So I'll definitely be chatting with you guys then. Have an awesome day and as James said, everybody, his details are available at uh, the end of the podcast in script form. Have a great day and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining the Gym Owners Podcast, sponsored and supported by National Fitness Business Alliance and Gym Click Media. Find Mel Tempest on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join us next time for the Gym Owners Podcast.